Good evening and welcome to another installment of the Aristogamer.net podcast. Uh, I'm joined tonight, uh, as always, by Casey. Good evening, gentlemen. And that's it. So, <laughs> uh, topics for tonight. Uh, the Wii U and came ladies. out, uh, let, me check the, let me check the clock real quick, uh, about um, a week ago. Uh, I think it's six days, something? No, eight days. Yes, it was eight days ago. <clears throat> And uh, I got one for launch. Uh, I got to. You, you can see our unboxing video. You can also take a look at the very end and how I uh, am like, oh yeah, there's going to be annotations here to go take a look at, uh, you know, my review of the system interface and uh, Nintendo Land and, and how those... there aren't actually any annotations. <laughs> I like how you like pointed in general directions, hoping there would be there. And I'm like, I wonder if they're ever going to show up. Oh wait, no. They will. Those will. Eventually. Um, once, I, I also need to get the, I need to get the review done for, for the rest of it, though. Yeah. And that'll be coming eventually, but right now, the thing that we're focusing on is, uh, the video review. We're gonna be reviewing, um, Cod Blops 2 for, uh, the end of this month. I, I, I gotta say, it has gotta be a, a bad thing to be able to shorten a, a, the name of a title to Cod Blops. Cod, it's such a good <laughs> shortened name, though. Cod Blops. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so yeah, what we're going to be talking about today, let's, let's start off with the Wii U impressions. Um, uh, Casey, have you gotten to play around with it a little bit? The Wii U? No, not yet. I've seen a bunch of videos. Uh, so from a, like a third person passive perspective, it looks cool. It looks interesting. Well, it certainly is. Um, I've only got two games for it right now. Uh, everybody has been recommending Zombie U to me, and it really didn't look that interesting. The idea that, you know, if you die and you turn into a zombie, uh, you spawn as a new survivor and you can go get back your uh, gear by killing your zombie self, that's a cool idea. But, I don't know, I, I'm not really... It, it doesn't really grab me as as something that's a game that I have to play. However, Nintendo Land surprised me because at the very beginning if you go back to our um to our coverage on the wii u for this year uh, i was just dissing nintendo land up and oh, down yeah. um you and me both i was like how dare they make a chibi zelda what is yeah going on and here? let me tell you man it works it is really? so much fun um wow. particularly the the competitive games so I, I took it down home to uh to play with mike and fee and let me tell you, it was just it was just the three of us. My parents were out of the house, and it was just the three of us playing the Mario Chase game, which is basically person with a gamepad gets an overhead map of the screen and and their pursuers, and the people on on the TV can only see what they can see in their field of vision. So they have to communicate with each other and be like, "Oh, well, he's going to red zone. I think he's coming back through blue and hmm. stuff like that." Whereas the person on the gamepad knows exactly where everybody is, and so we can try to run away. Oh. Um, cool. There were we played that for probably an hour, just screaming at one another. Um, I mean, obscenities and just you know, in your face. I, it was so good. Um, that that, that kind of sounds like the asymmetric gameplay they were talking about with the uh, the Luigi's Mansion ghost story as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that that Luigi's Mansion game is in here as well. Right. Um, where. Basically, you're a ghost with the gamepad. Uh, you have two people that are hunting you, and they have to kill you by shining a flashlight on you. Uh, you have you're invisible on the TV, but on the gamepad you're not. You know where you are, and you're trying to sneak up behind them and, and get them 
without getting a flashlight on you. It's actually pretty difficult, and it's really fun because you're sitting there going, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, don't turn around, don't turn around, don't turn around. And it's, I don't know, it's really fun. All, all of the competitive games are actually really fun. Uh, the, um, what was it? Uh, Animal Crossing Sweet Day, where you just basically run around and pick up gumballs and throw them in your hat. Because uh, that's the thing you need to do. Um, oh. Was really fun, surprisingly. You just run around, pick them up, and, and that's it. So, Okay. Well, at least, at least like the launch day had a good title that it was worth playing. Yeah. And I got, um, I also got, uh, Scribblenauts Unlimited, and Scribblenauts Unlimited is also really cool. Um, I mean, it's, it's just like regular Scribblenauts. Uh, we played it as a group, and, uh, Fee was just being such a moron, because, uh, like, I don't know, he, he picked up a skunk, and then his suit smelled, and he was like, oh, well, I'm just gonna make a perfume shower, and I was like, they're not gonna put a perfume (laughs) shower in there. You, yeah, they did. How did you graduate high school, Fee? Did they, that... a, did they put a perfume shower? No! They did not put a perfume shower in there. Are you dumb? That would have been hilarious if it worked. So, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun solving puzzles, doing cool stuff, coming up with new things to, to put on there that aren't stupid things that he, you just make up. Perfume shower, really? Ugh. Cheese bed? Yeah, okay, that's going to be in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I, I didn't yeah th- it's it's a really fun game but nintendo land really shows off what the wii u can do uh new super mario brothers i haven't got a chance to play but as far as i can tell there's a couple of game modes and a couple of things that people are toting about it number one is that you can play uh new super mario brothers u i think that's the entire title on just the gamepad, and somebody else can be using the tv which is kind of cool um it kind of makes you want to question, it kind of makes me question, you know, then why do you need the home console and what's the point of having the TV on at all? Um, but I mean, you know, that, it, it's fine. It's nice when and also is arguing over the TV. Yeah. And there's also uh, the the feature where the person with the gamepad, I think, can create platforms for people or maybe right. that was Rayman. I don't remember. Um, either way, that was a cool feature. Uh, so the Wii U, in my opinion, is really cool. I still haven't tried to play a Blu-ray movie on it. I don't think it can do it, but... I'm betting it won't be able to. I mean, that's, if I had to put down money right now, I would say it's probably not going to, because Nintendo's like, oh, you've already got a Blu-ray player in your living room, right? It's, you know, you are, whatever. Which is the exact same thing that they did with the Wii, and it's, it's no less annoying now. Yeah. It's just, okay, yeah, Cupcake is saying right now that... There's uh there's no Blu-ray capability. There's no DVD capability. Wait, I thought it played DVDs at least. Uh no, I mean, it can play DVDs. It plays Blu-rays. Blu-ray is backward compatible with DVDs. I don't know what, why, why Nintendo just pay at least offer us like I don't know a downloadable thing in the store that's a license to play Blu-rays and DVDs for I don't know thirty bucks. And if I'm like, hey, I really want this thing, then I can download that. That yep, that seems like a really, really insanely reasonable solution to this. Yeah. I don't Instead know. of, you know, going through and having to put in SD cards and USB sticks and hack this and solder on <laughs> that and blah. Yeah. I'll be perfectly honest, I'm not gonna buy a Wii U until it's a Zelda game. Because would like 
I think I said it before, but like when at the press conference in E3, when when uh, uh, Reggie Fusume was like, you know, the one title that everybody wants with a new Nintendo console, and he said Mario, I was just like, no, you're no, wrong. Uh, you wrong, bro. You know, it's like completely in the opposite direction that I was thinking, and I won't I won't be satisfied until I either see okay, Pikmin three is a step in the right direction for me because I'm like that a game that that is a game that I would buy a system for. If I see another title like that, that like along with Scribblenauts and Nintendo Land, then that'll be nice. But the fact that like on launch day, there's like three games that are pretty cool, aside from Nintendo Land, which seems to be really awesome. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm sure it's a cool system, but I, I don't want to buy it yet. Yeah, and and that's completely understandable because, um, I know that as you know we tote a whole bunch of games that are like oh we want some new IPs we want to be able to buy new things and and yeah. and, and it's not really I feel like it's not reversing that stance to say that in order to sell this Nintendo console, I want Nintendo games. Uh, or really just any game that captures my attention. Because if they were like, oh yeah, by the way, remember Watch Dogs, that really sweet game you saw? Well, now it's on the Wii U, and it's coming oh, out man. next month. Oh, then man. I can guarantee you a lot of people would purchase, uh, at least, at least 100 people would be like, okay, I gotta get a Wii U now. Yeah, I think what I think what Nintendo has going for it is its mascots. Is like that's half the mascots from video games come from Nintendo's IPs. So that's what sells a system when it new comes out. Is there's going to be a Metroid game on it? There's going to be a Zelda title. There's going to be a, a proper Zelda title. There's going to be you know uh, maybe another Animal maybe another Animal Crossing remake or a new a new Animal Crossing something like that. That not necessarily hardcore gamers, but tri- gamers that have bought Nintendo consoles before will be like okay. I'll, I'll try it out. I'll see what happens. Like I didn't, I didn't really bother with a Wii until I saw I played Skyward Sword. I was like, oh wow, I actually like this game. Yeah, and, and speaking of Skyward Sword, apparently that's what they're moving toward is that they're going to have, uh, they're going to try to do the kind of graphic style um, from Skyward Sword, but they're going to put it on the Wii U. You know, better graphics uh, and all that. Um, uh, I liked it. So I. I love Skyward Sword. Like, I, I'm not afraid to say that. A lot of people don't like it, and I can completely understand why, because uh, I, I think mainly, mainly, it has to do with Fee. Fee is, An in my opinion, piece of crap. the worst character. Like, worse yeah. than Tingle. It's, and that's something. That's yeah. saying something, because Tingle's awful. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's so bad, because... You know, she's like, here's a random percentage that doesn't mean anything, and uh, you need to go over here and go do this. And I'm well, like... And you're low in health constantly. Yeah, and I'm like, can you stop? Like, I I know that. Can you convey that information to me somehow that, I don't know, is non-intrusive, doesn't interrupt the gameplay, doesn't suck me out of the world? No, no? Okay, cool. I just wanted to ask Nintendo. Figured I'd, figured I'd see if that was possible. Apparently not. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, I th- see what I think would make... Uh, what makes it all, the Zelda series itself awesome? Uh, Metroid is kind of similar. Is that when they when they do a new title, they do their best to remake it and make it somewhat do make it original. Like with Zelda, it's always like the, the art style or you know the way they change how you see the world is what makes it feel new again. Same thing with Metroid. You know, uh, for the longest time, Metroid was a two D side scroll. Then when Prime came out, they made it a first person uh, kind of shooter kind of puzzle game action platformer which was fun to do and i think that they need to do they they need to do that again with the wii u and they're re- releasing 
uh, IPs of people that we already know about. If they're going to release a new a new Mario, for example, they need to give it a new look. They can't just go new Super Mario Bros. U and expect to get they'll get money from it, but they need to have they need to re reimagine the world just like they do every time they renew a, a new Zelda. I agree, um, and this is a, this is the stance that um, a lot of people do catch flack for. I mean, obviously, I watch Game Grumps quite a bit. Uh, and mm. on Game Grumps, they brought up the fact that that um, New Super Mario Brothers is such a safe game. There's nothing really new in it. There's nothing really innovative. It's just, yeah. hey, I know a lot of people like this kind of game, so yeah. here's this kind of game. Hey, we're um, more the same way. Yeah, and and there's not you know there's nothing really wrong with that, but at the same time, it doesn't really appeal to me because I played Mario. I don't really want to play it anymore i i i want something right. new and especially whenever they were like oh yeah mario galaxy here's all the cool things you're going to be able to do i was like yes i'm down i want to play this game and then they were saying new super mario brothers is coming out and i was like that's a great idea you know do a rehash of the old uh, of the old series and then i started to play it and i was like this is exactly this is, like the old yeah this is not actually what i wanted i didn't actually want this and for some reason, so many people bought it, and and it's so popular, and apparently it's really fun to play multiplayer. I haven't done that yet. Uh, oh, no, wait, I have on the 3DS, and it was really frustrating. Anyway, um, hmm. I remember it's just – it's one of those things where it's like, I really, really want this. I really want this. Oh, I didn't actually want that. My bad. Oops. Hmm. I didn't realize. It's like a whole bunch of people saying, I really want you to remake Final Fantasy VII. And if they remake Final Fantasy VII, put better graphics on it, I can guarantee you, as as great as it is – and as happy as I would be that it came out, I probably wouldn't buy it because I played Final Fantasy VII. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's a good game, but I don't want to play it again. Like I, yeah. for Final Fantasy VI, I love Final Fantasy VI enough that no matter what console it comes out on, I buy it. I have it for Virtual Console for the Wii. I have it for Game Boy Advance. I have it for Super NES, and I will have it if they ever bring it out for any other console. Anytime that game ever gets released, I'm going to buy it. And I'm sure a lot of other people are the same way with Final Fantasy VII. But the point that I'm trying to make here is that they there's a there's a fine line between you know having your your uh, your star players show off what a console can do and to have landmark IPs that that need to push a console and and to rehash the same old dumb stuff i just i want something new and i want something the same it's a weird paradigm and it's you know See, that's I, why know. I, keep, I think that's why zelda is a prime example i think that's why zelda every time they make one it is loved and hated at, like almost equally because yeah. they keep making the same great dungeon crawling experience with a new look or a new feel or, like, the story itself is, is riveting. Like, I mean, think about the stories of Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, and Skyward Sword, the three current, the three most recent uh, console releases. Um, really good stories. It's it, it's still the same that you have Link, Zelda, and Ganondorf. You're going through dungeons, but it's still fun to play every time. Oh, man, and uh, I don't know... I mean, we're not, we're not that far apart in age, but I'm sure you remember <laughs> whenever... Um, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, Ocarina of Time came out, Majora's oh, yeah. Mask came out, and this cool tech demo, and, and they showed they showed pictures from this tech demo that was going to be out on the GameCube, and I was like, ooh, oh, yeah. this is getting even darker, even better. And then they brought Wind out Waker. Wind Waker, and, and literally everybody was like, what? 
Yeah, everyone what? went nuts. What's going on? And then what are and, you doing to me? And then people still love. Like, I think Wind Waker is probably the one that gets the most love and hate because a lot of people hate the, that title, but at the same time, a lot of people love it. Same thing with Scarlet Sword. I mean, I, I, I think I think a ton of people just are at the at the beginning. Everybody who's so against it because they haven't experienced it, it are a lot more vocal than the people who are who are saying, "Please try it out. It's a great game." Um, but then what really shows whether or not a game is good is years from now, whenever people who love the game defend it, because especially whenever, uh, Twilight Princess came out, everybody was like, oh man, this entire world is just, it looks like the colors are so muted and, and it's not as vibrant as any of the other worlds. I mean, I mean, look at Wind Waker, Wind Waker had incredible colors and it had a great art style. And, and if you rewind those same people five years before would be like, what you want me to go back and play this like kitty stuff? I can't even like. Did you even play Majora's Mask? It was about like deep concepts and it was dark and they were taking risks with the series. Who who who's put in charge of this? And see, and I don't think I, I think that five years from now you're not going to say that about Nintendo Land. I mean, you might say that about Scribblenauts and Lemonade or Rayman Legends, but like 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 Nintendo Land and New Super Mario Brothers U. I'm sure they're great games for releases, but they're not. The, the strength that Nintendo needed for this release. Agreed. Uh, but, I mean, that that didn't prevent me from buying one. It's pretty true. sweet. I enjoy it. Uh, I, I, don't get me wrong. If if a game comes out multi-platform, I'm probably still going to buy it on PS3. Uh, I mean, that's generally what I do is I buy for PS3 because it's a free online gaming network. Um, the I think the only game that I've purchased for 360 recently was COD Blops 2. Um and but, see, I'll buy a lot of games on the 360 over the PS3, but just because I I think I've I've been I've I have like that established base. Like I've got I paid for I think I've paid for Xbox Live for almost three years now. Yeah, I mean I I just kind of got into it, so I, there was right. not like a you know not like a real reason for me to to buy a game on the console. So mm-hmm. I, I generally buy PS3, but the graphics capabilities are going to be the same on the Wii U. It's going to look the same. It's just going to have kind of weird quirky controls and I don't I'm not really into that. Speaking of 360, Halo 4 came out recently. It did and you played it. I played a lot of it and um it is a pretty awesome game to play. If you've ever played any Halo game, you want to play Halo 4. Yeah, I mean, I haven't... Here's the problem, uh, and this gets into the game bonanza of November. I don't understand yeah. what developers do, but they all try to conspire against us to make us A, fail college, and B, go broke. <laughs> because all of the good games come out within two months of each other. Uh, I mean, on my... I can look over at my table right now. On it, I have Nintendo Land. I have Scribblenauts U. I have... or Scribblenauts Unlimited. I have Halo 4, and I have Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, man. Yep. All of them. And guess how far in Assassin's Creed 3 I'm at? I'm not even past the prologue. I'm not even past the prologue. Not even a little bit. Um, I've got Call of Duty Black Ops in so that I can do this video review, and then I have a ton of gaming to catch up on. And yeah. I say that in in the most fun sense of the word, because uh, as we do, uh, our, our holiday special this year is going to be a rundown of the best games of the year. Uh, and I want to make sure that I've given all the games that came out at the very end a fair chance. So yeah. So See, the, the weird thing for me though is that when you when you when you're like I guess to say um, uh, an average Joe who buys me like two or three games 
um, I would say for the holiday season, you probably have maybe one, two, or three games. You can't buy all of them. I think it'd be it'd be wise to be, figure out exactly what games you want to want to buy. And for me, my first choice would be Halo Four, because if you're a fan of the series, you're going to want to play it. And if you're not a fan of the series, you're still going to would be intrigued by what happens. At the same time, it's kind of a a safe sequel, like 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 how you mentioned with New Super Mario Brothers U, it, like they don't really take any risks. Like uh, th- there's been there's a lot of like hubbub about how three four three Industries is the new developer taking over the franchise and Bungie's no longer there, so they're doing a lot of stuff that's um uh that's like different yet the same. And at the same time, every time you, when you play, it, you can tell it's Halo, but they didn't take any risks, which is almost a bad thing. Almost. Yeah, but I mean, I think with an IP that big, um, that has fans that are of that kind of mentality, I, I think that's probably the best thing they could have done. Because yeah. with, with Mario, if they come out and they're like, "Hey, uh, I, I really, I really wish that you wouldn't have done something like New Super Mario Brothers U," but you know, okay, I understand. I don't really have to play it. But with Halo, especially if you're going to come out with Halo Four. Like, mm-hmm. the next numbered game in a series has to be big, <laughs> has to please every fan, and oh. it has to be good. And especially if a new developer is taking over, it also has to be different. So, especially I think the best thing... Yeah, exactly. Of a trilogy. And the best thing that they could have done was make it the same but different. You know, I mean, I know they have loadouts in multiplayer. I haven't played it yet, but uh, I'm, wi- I'm, uh, I'm willing to bet that the story is um, probably... Uh, let me, let me guess. You, you've played through the story all the way, right? Oh, yeah, I've played Okay, okay, let's play a game here where I try to guess what the story is. Okay, um, okay, okay, so, let's see, uh, uh, Master Chief has gone into cryostasis at the beginning of the game, uh, Mm -hmm. and then he gets out, and it's, it's an emergency. Oh, something bad's happening, and there's there's a ship, and, um... All of a sudden, he is on an alien world, and he's got to get reinforcements, and he's not really quite sure what's going on. And, oh, there's these people that are trying to kill him, and they're also trying to destroy the universe. But there's also a secondary race of people that are also really bad, and they're all trying to fight him. And then toward the end of the game, you're like, oh, okay, I probably killed a lot of them. I made really good progress in the game. And then they have a teaser thing at the very end where it's like, oh, but you didn't. Yep, pretty much. Man, I just that's like Halo One. That's the exact yeah. same thing as Halo One. See, the, the thing is, they can deep, keep doing that because when they reveal that there's like eight Halos, they're like, "Oh, this is our way of this is." It was like it's like the ending of Skyward Sword when they're like, "This is going to be our way of perpetually keeping this franchise going in a canonical way." Like we're gonna we're gonna explain in the game how we're gonna keep making more of these. Just by, like, you know, describing some random sci-fi or story elements in a perpetual uh, infinity. That sounds a lot like Borderlands as well. Yeah. I was, I won't lie, I was kind of frustrated at the end of that, the seeing that ending. I was like, really? Aww. Yeah. And but, I mean, that's that's kind of the way a lot of games are. And that's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually really excited about playing um, Halo, because... It was a game that I kind of grew up with, and I really I liked playing a lot whenever I was yeah. a kid. So yeah. you know, well, I'm excited. The, the multiplayer is actually really nice. All of the the Call of Duty things they did, they added a Halo twist that makes it make, that that it actually feels like it's a better version of. Uh, it actually feels like a better version of what what the like the loadouts or whatever Call of Duty aspects. It feels a little bit better in Halo because it, they made it fit right. 
Uh, for example, uh, the custom loadouts. In a Call of Duty, you can eventually level up and start with like a sniper rifle or a saw or something like that. And you can't really do that in Halo. It's more like you start with uh, a basic uh, medium to long range rifle, like the battle rifle or an assault weapon. And then you get a couple extra perks or you start off with a grenade. You can choose which grenades you want. And then you still have the Halo type battle where you pick up weapons that are on the map. Yeah. And, and I mean, I got to play multiplayer and it felt it felt like Halo. Um, it just felt like updated Halo, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and in addition to Halo 4, Halo 4 wasn't even like the biggest title that came out because uh, it's... I, if in my opinion, I think it, I think it probably was the biggest title, if only because it was a return to a, a, a beloved series. It was knocked out of the park, from what I understand, by three four three, and and it, it seems like it was it was a good it was a good game. Then we um, got Assassin's Creed three, Black Ops two, uh, yep, and the Wii games. U. I mean, and the Wii U, you know. So as far as Assassin's Creed three goes, again, I'm only in the prologue, but it has a lot of problems. Really? And I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't either by the third installment. Uh, wait, one, two, three, fifth installment of the series. Yep. I mean, I played... Let's see. I played Assassin's Creed, all of them, actually. Uh, and mm-hmm. I would say probably Brotherhood was the most polished. Things started Agreed. to get a little bit strange in Revelations. And then yeah. it's like the entire engine um, just couldn't couldn't handle everything in mm-hmm. in three because there's so many times but hang on i've got i've got a list just just you mm-hmm. you talk for a second let me get this list okay well never mind i got it okay. okay so let's see we've got a jittery mini map i was on a boat and i was trying to turn left and right just to get my bearings and the mini map was going at like 10 fps so i was like what are you doing mm-hmm. like that's not hard to do um Cutscenes where the guy's mouth didn't move. I was talking to some guy, and he was looking real mean and threatening at me with his mouth closed, being like, oh, yeah, think you're a big shot? And I'm like, how are you saying that through your stupid lips? Hmm. Um, let's see. Conversations happening twice for no reason. On the map, they had this thing where it's like a, uh, where it's like, oh, you can speak to this person. But it didn't. Right. Yeah, I know. I'm really angry, too, Olivia. Uh, and it just, it wasn't, it didn't go away after I had the conversation the first time. It was like, what? I don't want to have to talk to this guy again, but I thought I was supposed to. Ugh. Um, I got plot details revealed to me before they were actually supposed to be revealed to me. It's, things were out of order. Um, like whenever you switch scenes, uh, what would happen is I would show up, you know, the loading screen where it's just your guy running around in the middle of nowhere. Sure. That would show up for split second. And then it would go to a loading screen where it was like, map, stergo, huh. And then it would go back to the to the original thing where he's supposed to be running around in space. And I was like, how how much less polish can you put on a game? Like, were were your time constraints that bad, Ubisoft? Well, I, exactly. It, it it's kind of odd because they released Revelations last year, and um, I I couldn't help but wonder. Is it gonna really be a a fully polished game? Like I was thinking about that when they when they released it uh, or when they talked about it at E3, considering the fact that it's it's been a year and I'm I'm sure they've put a lot of time and effort into the game, but like you said, Brotherhood was probably the most like two and Brotherhood were probably the most polished games that I've seen out of that series. They were they were the ones that were really 
for me fun to play and i wanted to replay them i wanted to do everything in that game because it was it was worth doing and revelations and then apparent from what you from what you're saying three seems to kind of taper off i guess yeah and and the worst thing about it is the story um i played through a whole bunch of uh, of assassin's creeds just for the story because it was so cool i mean assassin's creed one you're like oh man what is this apple thing and in assassin's creed two they're like well actually there's more than one of the apple and did you know there was a race of people that came before us but they kind of didn't say that but at the same time they did and they had these weird gods and you're like who are these people? I really want to find out more. And then and you and you find out through puzzles that you would had to like look for with your eagle vision. It was great. Exactly. And then they did this sort of same thing. It started to taper off just a wee bitty bit in Brotherhood. Um, and then you know it, it started to be like they were basically like, oh, by the way, the sun's trying to kill us. And I was like, okay, I, I can. All right, I can believe that. Sure, I'll I'll take the sun is trying to kill us. Got it. <laughs> um. I that was that was the most that I could swallow. That was the biggest pill I could swallow because then they were like, and by the way, the sun is going to kill us on yeah. December twenty first, twenty twelve. And I was like, No, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. Don't incorporate that into your story, you idiots. What are you doing? The entire purpose of Assassin's Creed was that it was mysterious. You didn't know what was going on and there wasn't any hard concrete dates or evidence. You were just inferring a whole bunch of stuff and uncovering things. And you really felt like you were piecing together this giant mystery. And all of a sudden in revelations and three, they've just laid everything out in front of you. Okay. You got to go to this thing to activate this device and save the world from the sun. And you're like, okay, and and they're like, by the way, Mayans were right. It definitely is 2012. And I'm like, do you are you aware the Mayans didn't know like anything at all? Like <laughs> you like you don't you, you don't understand that. Okay, so cool. Um, I don't I don't understand. Like the I I it was really funny. I had this guy bring something up to me that I thought was really interesting. He said, I don't understand why people keep predicting when the end of the world is going to be because nobody in the history of the entire world has been right about it. <laughs> And I was like, "You're absolutely correct, sir." Well, I would say one of the one of the biggest um, pluses about the Assassin's Creed series up till about Revelations, I'd say, was their great integration of of historical uh, monuments, uh, but also the fact that you wanted to go discover what they were because they had actual in-game implications. Like you had to find all these little puzzles to solve like the clues and stuff on these monuments like they're on the side of a building you had to hang off and climb up to like you had to go sit there and find like random you had to go to the tops of these towers that are that these famous towers or bells or or um top of the spire to get a better you know point of view so you could have a better map and you still did that in revelations a little bit but it it wasn't nearly as interesting like you said it wasn't nearly as mysterious and i think you're right that that took away a lot of the 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 entertainment value or at least the fun out of trying to go through and play as this you know random character that you have no clue who he really is and i mean that goes to you know it's it's just such a strange thing that they you know they decided you know what assassin's creed really needs mayans <laughs> i'm like okay maybe they do need, and they know more than i do and then i played the game and i was like i knew it they didn't they did not need mayans cool yeah. uh and so, you know, the game is kind of, it's okay, 
Um, I'm going to finish it up and do a review on it and everything, but I'm not really into it at the moment. Um, and if you if you play the game, by the way, at the very beginning of the game, I'm not. Gonna, there's no spoilers in this or anything. So at the sure. very beginning of the game, uh, you're a guy named Hatham Kenway, and there you you're in an, a theater, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go kill somebody," um, and he's like, "Oh, well, I found a really sneaky way to go do it." And in front of everybody, you stand up in the middle of a theater, which, by the way, back then was a very rude thing to do, and everybody would stare at you. And then he yeah. just walks maybe ten feet to the left climbs this ladder and just starts scaling in front of everybody, mind you, uh, all of the box seats. And so he's on the outside of the box seat shimmying around and nobody notices his hands on the box because everybody's too busy watching the play. And nobody on the other side is watching him because they're too busy watching the play. No, everybody would notice that. And not only that, by the time he gets to the top, he's dropping set pieces in front of the thing. And then like people could see him and it just, I was so mad, like within, what was it, maybe 10 minutes of starting to play the game already, I was like, this, this is stupid. (laughs) What are you doing, Ubisoft? Oh, man. Well, maybe it won't be as bad uh, when you can play Black Ops 2 and be happy about killing people in the face. Well, see, I have. I've been playing uh, multiplayer, and, I mean, you'll hear what I have to say about it in the review, but I also have been playing the single player. Um, So there's that. Uh, uh, you'll you'll see. It's, uh, (laughs) it's certainly, you play it by yourself. (laughs) Okay. So that's, um, true. Yeah. So, yeah, um. I guess it's just I don't understand why I obviously it's because it's the holidays and you're supposed to be you're supposed to be I know I'm really upset about it too Olivia you don't have to keep interjecting go get your own microphone you can join the podcast live did you know (laughs) anyway um it's it's strange to me that this is the season in which everybody releases their their games obviously it's it's the holiday season and you want to make sure that you get in in time for for gift giving and and you know black friday and all that but at the same time stop you make they're, things they're really trying. hard they're trying with like the january february march places you know it, it happens occasionally with like bioshock or mass effect i think pikmin's coming out in january nino cooney's coming out in january i am excited about those games Definitely. Uh, That's another reason why I need to finish up these games is because I've only got a month to finish up three games before I sink every minute of my free time into Nino Kuni. Right. And then uh, Bioshock Infinite, I think it's still planned to come out 2013. I think it's February, right? Yeah, sometime in February. So if that happens, uh, you can can expect me to do review that. And yeah, that's going to be a fun game. Um, I agree. I mean, the gameplay looks great, and I'm also really happy to hear that they've decided to not include multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm thinking uh, Ken Levine, right? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that after Bioshock 2, he's like, uh-uh, not gonna happen. Yeah, he probably saw what was going on, and he was like, why did you spend time doing this? I don't understand. Well, see, like, I think um, Irrational Games and is similar to, like, uh, what I want to say, Gearbox, where they're independent developers, but they do have partnerships with like 2K or somebody that goes that does, that is their publisher. So, but they're but they're both have very good IPs like Borderlands and Bioshock, where 
the the people who head off who head those companies want to keep the IP and they want to like hold on to it, but the publishers like they have to fight with that, have to fight with the publisher for that. So I'm sure that there's a bunch of uh, like behind the scenes litigations that go on before we even hear about this game. That would be very interesting to see if like there's like these hidden like uh, uh, discrepant. Not what I would want to say. If like if like if, if I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. I understand what you mean. You want you want to see if there's a whole bunch of like infighting about about yeah. what these IPs are, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, additionally, it looks hours. like I, that's that's as far as I can. Re- I mean, obviously, a whole bunch of the launch games of the Wii U. I'm not really going to count those. Um, but but yeah, I this time of year, it's just that happens. So speaking of the holidays and the gift giving season, what do you want over over the holidays if you Let's say I don't know your uh, your parents, your your loved ones, whoever gives you the most gifts is like you know what I've had a really prosperous year. So you can ask me for any three things that you want. What would you ask for? Uh, PS Vita, Persona 4 Golden, and Tekken Tag Tournament Two. Wow, you were really too quick on coming up with that answer. Have you been thinking about this? Well, it's more like the PS Vita has been on my mind for a while because they're making it super cheap, like less than two hundred dollars. You can get a you can get a used one for one hundred forty nine. Now, like, wow! Wait, uh, you can get a used Vita for one twenty nine? One forty nine. Oh, okay. One sixty nine. Like, it doesn't come with anything, but it's a Vita still. Yeah. Um, and Persona Four is just that one game that I have. I played a little bit when I was younger, but I want to go back and play because I'm playing through three right now. Like, I get stuck in a bunch of levels because I keep dying. But I want to go play it. And then also, like, the Vita is a console that I want to own. More more than the 3DS, actually. Even though those are a bunch of games that I want for 3DS. Uh, I think after seeing, uh, you know, like, Assassin's Creed Liberation and a bunch of games that have been ported to the PS Vita, I kind of want to, like, hold on to it. Because then when Sony starts ramping up for, you know, next year's release, released uh, lineup of PS Vita games... That's going to be the one that's going to be like, oh, look, here's all these games that are great to play, and you have a, a very powerful system to use. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it, the only problem that they're having is is getting developers to develop for it, and that's the same problem that the PSP had, and that's why I'm really worried about its future. But that being said, games about, like Assassin's Creed Liberation really sort of show me how, how awesome this console can be. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jay? What would you like? Oh, yeah, Colby. Um, so, not gaming related, but I want a Nest thermostat because those are just those are just so sweet. I mean, Google <laughs> Google Nest thermostat. But okay, as far as gaming is 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 go is going, I basically own everything that I want. Um, so we're gonna have to take this not to like major releases, but to like weird stuff. So sure. I'm gonna go probably Legend of Zelda Historia. Oh yeah, I'm buying that absolutely. Um, I'm sad that it comes out in January. Yeah, so am I. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, may- oh, maybe like a Chrono Trigger for uh, SNES because I think my SNES. I think it still works, huh. but I never had a working copy of Chrono Trigger. That'd be nice. So that would be cool. Here, there's a bunch of funny translation faux uh, faux pas uh, in the original SNES release. Oh yeah. Like what? Well, well, I don't know because I've talked to a couple friends that have played it. That I played it on the DS, and I know they spent a lot of time updating it and adding like new extra dungeons and stuff that you can go through, or like extra areas and whatnot. 
but I but from what my friends have told me who have played it uh, from on the SNES because they're super old, like you, Colby, <laughs> you're the worst. Uh, and uh, that there were uh, some funny like translation faux pas and like some of the text and stuff because just because the like the translation back then or something like that. I'm not sure if like it's actually true, but it sounds like you know similar to playing like Earthbound back in the day. It'd be it'd be fun to do. Yeah. I'd love any game to game at this point because now that I finally have a Wii to play games on, I'm like, give me all of the GameCube games: Animal Crossing, Metroid, uh, Custom Robo, H- Hell Harvest Moon. I don't care. I just want them all so I can play them again. Well, I um, let's see. I'll be going back home this coming weekend, and I have an entire box of packed away PS2 and GameCube games. I'll pick out some really good ones and uh, let you borrow them. Yes, thank you. Yes, I've got a. Uh, uh, definitely Metroid Prime's one and two. I love those games. I love the of those. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else? Um, I don't know if this is weird. I have Animal Crossing ideas, and I don't want to play it. I want to play the original GameCube version. I don't know why, but I just want to play that original GameCube version. That really is weird. Do you know? Like, have you not? Do you own the game and you're not playing it purposely because you want to play an older version of it? No, just like every time I pick it up and I try and play it, I just am like, eh. I think it, I think part of it maybe is the perspective, the way they like the the whole like map rotates and the like you're on, on the middle of a tiny world. I don't know. It's just it is weird how I just I want to play the original version. Now I could get the original version and then 15 minutes in be like this is boring. I'm gonna stop playing. But I don't know. Um. Okay. I think I've decided I would want some like gaming figures or some gaming art because. Um, my walls are pretty well decorated with gaming stuff. I've got... Yeah, they are. I've got, uh, a Penny Arcade poster. I've got, uh, a mech poster that some guy drew. Cave Johnson. Uh, I've got a random, uh, painting. I have a sweet painting that, um, my good friend Biff made for me of Kamina. Um, and I've got some other, I've got some other paintings just sitting around. Um, killing you and stealing your identity. Yeah, you're not going to. That's fine. Um, so <laughs> I've also got a whole bunch of posters that I need to put up, but like just a nice like painted piece of gaming art, like hardcore link or or whatever. Like it's just you know that one big defining piece where it's like, you know, painted on, you know, like a like a 48-inch canvas and it's all done in oils and it just looks awesome. That's what I want. Find all the art gaming art auctions online and see what you can do. Yeah. So that's that's my the, yep. That's what I want for the Christmas. Um, I like because, and and this is a, this is the thing that a lot of people have um problems with is what do you give somebody that has everything? Which, uh, you know, my life has been sort of a charmed one. I became an engineer. I have enough money to buy the things that I want to buy. So generally, whenever things come out, I just purchase them. I own Black Ops. I mean, all the games that I just described, I own. They're, I, they're, I'm not renting them. I'm not borrowing them from anybody. I just I bought them right out. I haven't played them, and they're just sitting there. So basically, um, when, I put, when I see your face, I'm going to print the GIF. It prints money, bitches. Yeah, that, that, basically. <laughs> that's that's my life. Um, yeah. And, and so I, I think... Um, like that's another interesting topic to get into is what do you get the gamer that has every game that he wants? 
Because you, I mean, if you're going to start delving into, I mean, gaming memorabilia, obviously you can find some really cool old stuff or new stuff that maybe they don't know about, but what are some games that are sort of offbeat that you would recommend to somebody or you would buy for somebody if they wanted to, if they like games and you know that they haven't heard of this one? Probably uh, Professor Layton, only because oh, yeah. I, I know there's a lot of people that have heard of the series. I, but I've never played it because it's like, yeah, it's a game that I'm interested in, but I have other things on my list. Uh, or, or if they are, if they maybe they've they've bought games like it and they've never actually just they just never picked it up. I think that'd be the first thing I'd give them because if you ever like puzzle games, here's the one that's gonna make you rage. Um, yeah, uh, my mom actually. Whenever I went to Thanksgiving dinner, uh, my mom was playing it. She she see, loves like wow, that's awesome. And yeah. Probably Dark Souls. I'd probably pick that up for anybody that I want to, that I hate, and just want to see them rage and feel statistically like empowered when I see them like rage and throw their game and stuff. I could spend like That's twenty so... bucks. I just can't the game, <laughs> man. I, I've started playing it, and I understand why people rage at it, and I can't help but keep going back and trying. Like, I have too many too many friends that say I rage quit. Like I, you know, we we both have friends that are. Uh, you know, never rage quit. They'll keep playing the game, and then when they say that they rage quit, and they like threw their game across a wall or something like that. That's a game that I want to try, just cause. Yeah, I mean, I've got a whole bunch of friends that are like, yeah, well, that's the point. I mean, it's really hard, and then you just keep going until you beat it. And I was like, no, that's not fun to me. It may be yeah. fun to you, but to me, if I play a game for an hour and I lose all my progress, I get really frustrated and I just don't want to play anymore. It doesn't make me want to play more. Yeah. I don't know what you mean, but uh, let's see. Probably the other thing that I think I'd recommend for anybody is Nino Kuni. Just because that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anybody who's like, oh, I've got a bunch of games, and I'm like, well, you should play Nino Kuni and then never see us again. Yeah, I would. If if they hadn't heard of Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross, I, those two I would definitely go with. You know, I haven't picked up Chrono Cross yet. I really need to. You know, I the first time that I played it, I hated it. I just could not stand Chrono Cross because it wasn't Chrono Trigger, and there was this weird, like, element system that I just couldn't get the hang of, and I just thought it was blech. But then I started playing the game and actually listening to, the, like, the dialogue and the story and everything, and I got really, really heavily into it. And I beat it, and I was like, wow, that was, that was incredible. I love this game. Yeah. So you should play that. I should. Just I do it. Do you even, do you have a PlayStation? Uh, actually, I do, and I'm currently playing Zone of the Enders. The, oh, that's what I'd pick up. If if I was going to pick up something that's off the beaten path, Zone of the Enders HD remake. Zone of the Enders and Zone of the Enders 2. Give that to anybody who's ever played any game ever and be like, play this and enjoy it. You will, I promise. Yeah, um, let's see. There, like, there are a whole bunch of games where it's like, you're like, this was my favorite game. You have to play this game. And they're like, I don't know. I've never really heard of it. And Like, Secret of Mana, I think, is one of those games. It's really good, um, yeah. but not a lot of people have played it. Um, Earthbound, yeah. I think a lot of people feel is the same way. Ace Attorney is, like, that's my series that I that I feel. Because if, if somebody's like, yeah, I really enjoy, you know, puzzle games and games that have a really cool story, I'm like, you gotta play Phoenix Wright. It's the one. Yep. That's the puzzle game. That I mean, obviously, Layton is more puzzly, but still. Yep. I, 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 I'm ashamed to say I still have not finished the first Phoenix, right? You are just the worst. And you know what? <laughs> That's okay. You yeah. just gotta work on it. I mean, have you finished any of the other ones? Nope. 
Yeah, you're just the worst. Go finish. <laughs> Go finish it. All right. Uh, yes, I will. Just stop playing whatever stupid thing you're doing right now and just do it. I'm, I, I, let me finish Wind Waker first. I'll finish Wind Waker, then I'll go do it. Ugh. <laughs> Fine. I, I, there's uh, there's going to be a certain someone that's, that's going to be very mad at me. Yes. That is very mad at me for hearing this. Yeah, I know. I'm reading the comments and uh, <laughs> the the hate. <laughs> the hate. Oh, By the way, I, I'd also like to announce here um, that... Aristogamer isn't going to be... I, I'm not sure if we're going to be doing a panel at IkiCon, because, I mean, we haven't applied for it yet, because I just... We get on that. Oh, yeah, we probably should. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure if we're going to be doing a panel at IkiCon, but I do know that at the very least, I am going to be representing Aristogamer in a uh, in a live debate um, at Acon, that uh, International House of Geek, one of our affiliate websites, is putting on. So... Uh, oh, yeah. if you, I mean, I'm going to tease this now in December, whenever the con is May, just keep it in mind, uh, Akon, if you're like, yeah, I don't really have a reason to go, come see me. I'll be really funny on stage and I'll be talking about whatever. You can also go check out some of the other debates to get a good idea of, you know, what I can do in a debate. Uh, there was just the great bad. final fantasy debate and the great turtle debate. Now get granted. I lost the great final fantasy debate in the first round, but yeah. that's only because, uh, just that entire debate was so it started off with the question what was the best music like what no no <laughs> yeah no yeah no uh yep and if we can try i guess we could try and apply for press passes for a uh gdc e3 yes i'm definitely doing e3 sdcc um i don't know about gdc but definitely sdcc and e3 yep so, uh, I mean, potential coverage there. Uh, we will let you know as soon as we have an official con date. We'll be giving away stuff. I still have some things from uh, from comic. Yeah, I know. Uh, from Comic Con uh, 2011, I have like a, a headband. Uh, I, it would really kill me to give away my Nino Cooney cape, but I could give away my Nino Cooney cape. I just don't really want to. Uh, <laughs> and also, I have. An autographed game informer from the entire from from the development team of Dishonored, including wow. the executive producer and the two co-creators. Whoa, cool! So that's the big item. Okay. That's the one. All right. So looks like it's about that time. I'm gonna be wrapping this up. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you guys uh, next month. We'll probably be. Doing this toward the middle of the month so that we can get the holidays out of the way. Um, we'll probably be talking a little more about the Wii U, some more about the games that we've hopefully finished. And uh, we'll be putting out a video review um, toward the end of December. Not sure if it's going to be on New Year's Day or not, but it definitely is going to be our top 10. Uh, maybe not a top 10, but the top games of this year um, videos. So look forward to that. Uh, Christmas hats, uh, funny jokes, eggnog. Um, and, and if you haven't been following the story of Aristogamer, trust me, it is heating up and it's heating up quick. So anyway, <laughs> this has been, uh, Colby and Casey wishing What's you up? a good month of good gaming. Farewell.